Dan Pitcher is the guy that should be the Buccaneers offensive coordinator, and now the Bucs appear to be headed in that direction. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. David Harrison. He covers the Bucks over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And, of course, you can check out everything on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at DHarrison82, and finally, at JRCO underscore Bucks again. We got the account back. We're back, baby. Hello. Let's go. So excited for that. Thanks again for making Locked on Bucks first view or your first listen every single day. This episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only five days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? Yes. I've got the uh, bacon cheeseburger jalapeno pizza on order. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Don't eat pizza and drive uh bucks rival and son of right tackle tristan worse cameron jordan was heard talking down on the team that finished above his own team for the past two years and new minnesota vikings defense coordinator brian flores may have his eyes set on a specific buccaneers free agent while jason light has a new quarterback tag for his own roster all of that coming up but first we said dan pitcher was one of our favorite offense coordinator candidates a lot of you in the chats in the comments agreed with us because we're all very smart people. And it looks like we were not alone because ladies and gentlemen, the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback coach, the man who made Joe cool, cool again, the creator of Joe Burrow. That might be a little too much credit, but quarterback yeah. coach Dan pitcher is set to come in for his second quote unquote interview. Not sure why that's a quote in quotes to be honest with you. Cause it's his second interview for the offensive coordinator job. According to NFL networks, Mike Garofolo. Uh, this will be the first time Pitcher has met with the Bucks brass in person because his previous uh, interview was done digitally as he was preparing to uh, defeat the Kansas City Chiefs, which he would have if the NFL wasn't big fat cheaters and the game wasn't scripted. 37-34 Philadelphia Eagles. FanDuel put it down. Um, bet safely. But notably, uh, Dan Pitcher is the first person to get a second interview for this job. James, are you aware of what I'm talking about with 37-34 bet? Uh, no, I am not. But you don't I, know. Okay. Breaking news for James Jarko. Oh, somebody. Yes, yes. That the Wikipedia entry that the, the yeah. script for the NFL, yes, the NFL scripted. Um, we're not, we're not getting into that. Imagine, imagine it's Tom Brady's anger when he saw the script for this season after he, un, he unretired and Rogers like, Oh, you want to unretire Tom? You want to unretire? Here's your script. Three straight losses. First loss to the Cowboys. First loss to the Falcons. Now go away. Yeah, we're also not, not scripted, guys. We're also not going to get into the officiating in the AFC Championship because it wasn't that bad. No, it really wasn't. Listen, okay, Dan Pitcher, second interview for offensive coordinator, first in person, only candidate thus far to get a second interview. That is what we're here to talk about. James, 
Tell us why Dan Pitcher is the right football coach, even though he has the wrong football name. Uh, it's quite simply, it's because he has been a major part of one of the best offenses in football over the course of the past couple seasons. And Dan Pitcher is a rising star in the NFL. He is a, a small branch off of that McVay tree because obviously head coach Zach Taylor came from the McVay coaching tree. So he's a branch off of it. Now Dan Pitcher is a, a branch off of uh, Taylor. But look, we have talked about it. Evan and I talked about it uh, when we went through kind of some of these, these candidates. And at first they seemed kind of underwhelming, right? Well, the Buccaneers have an opportunity now to hire a guy, and it looks like things could be moving in that direction again. He's the first one to get a second interview, and, and the second was in quotes because the first one was done virtually, so this may be just kind of a more uh, complete interview. We don't know, obviously, the extent of, of how much time Pitcher had, uh, given that he was planning for a, a conference championship. But you you take a look at some of these guys, and, and Dan Pitcher could be the next big thing at offensive coordinator because he's gotten to work with Zach Taylor. He has gotten to work with this incredible offense. And if you watch Cincinnati Bengals games, this is a creative offense. This is a, an offense that puts their players in the best position to succeed, which is not something we saw from the 2022 Buccaneers offense. You're going to have a guy in Dan pitcher that is going to come in with youth with excitement, with energy, with creativity, and he's going to maximize this roster to the best of his ability. He can work with a veteran. He can work with the young guys. But in Joe Burrow is not walking through the door for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it doesn't matter if you're going to draft the guy for the future, if you're going to go out and get a Derek Carr, a Jimmy G, uh, a whoever. Dan Pitcher is smart enough to work with every level of quarterback and make the offense a more exciting, more successful group. Yeah. Here's the bottom line. Best case scenario. If this move happens, uh, the Bengals coaching staff literally created Joe Burrow from scratch and everything that Joe Burrow has done is because of the coaching staff, because that's the case. Then you're literally getting one of the coaches that did that. So that's great. Uh, I want to say worst case scenario, but most likely scenario is that they've worked in tandem and they've said, Hey, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What do you like? What don't you like? Let's make that work for us. Uh, Joe Burrow obviously does not come across as the kind of quarterback who's just going to sit in the back of the room and say, okay, coach, you tell me what to do. I'm going to go do it. No, he's got a voice. He's got an influence. He's got input. And it's obviously working. So you have a coach who knows how to influence that. Um, and then when you bring in Derek Carr, uh, a veteran like that with all the experience he has, you marry those two things up and you can breathe new life into Derek Carr's career. And you can also breathe potential and development into a guy like Hendon Hooker as he recovers. Uh, from his injury after the Buccaneers draft him uh, late day two or early day three, depending on what happens. So, um, James, your words are super cool. I'm going to put the cherry on top of the conversation before I get into my prize picks read by saying this. That's literally in the script, by the way, guys. By saying this. Um, the only concern I have is that Todd Bowles appears to be a fairly hands-off head coach when it comes to his offensive coordinator because he's also the defensive coordinator. And so we would figuratively be throwing Dan Pitcher into the deep end. The only thing I'll add to what you said, this is very much a second interview because the first interview was an interview. The only thing that they missed out on with the first interview is not smelling him. And while the way he smells may be a determining factor in whether or not he gets a job, I'm pretty sure we're okay there. 
this is absolutely a second interview. It means something, and it means that the Buccaneers liked what they heard in the first one. They want to hear more, and they want to hear it in person. Uh, and I, perf- I, I personally am here for it. What I'm not here for is Jamel Dean leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But according to one media outlet, Jamel Dean is the perfect free agent for another team, not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, again, according to someone who won't be on the Locked on Bucks podcast anytime soon because he's a dude who had we don't like him. But we're going to share his thoughts anyway, and we're going to share our thoughts on his thoughts next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. In today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by Prize Picks. You pick two to six players, and you pick whether or not they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projection. If you're right, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry best part is you're not competing against anybody else it's just you versus the projections available and prize picks offers projections on any sport you're watching including the nfl nba nhl pga college basketball and more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy and they offer safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and in canada so download the prize picks app today or go to pricepicks.com to sign up for daily fantasy sports done right First-time users, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Jamel Dean is a valuable member of the Buccaneers roster that Jason Light should absolutely look to keep. But apparently, he may have some competition. If Jordan Dijani... Dijani of CBS Sports has his way, but first, he says the Bucs need to target a free agent of their own. That free agent is quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. That is Dijani's Tampa Bay Buccaneers priority free agent in his column published on USA Today. Writing, quote, with Tom Brady opting to retire, the Buccaneers need a new quarterback. I think they should eye a veteran to come in and serve as a distributor for an offense that still has plenty of pieces to be relatively successful. Derek Carr will probably be in consideration, too. But I wonder which player between he and Jimmy G will be more expensive. The Buccaneers cap situation is one of the worst in the league. So Jason Light should chase the more inexpensive of these experienced signal callers. Could Brady's former backup finally replace him under center? Time is a flat circle. End quote. Not really sure what time is a flat circle means in this. But interesting words. James, tell us why Jordan, I almost called him Jimmy, is wrong. Jordan Dejani, with all due respect, sir, you just made my list. Like Ryan from The Office, your name is on the list. Look, we talked about the possibility of Jimmy Garoppolo joining this team last year during the 40-day Tom Brady hiatus, and we both agreed that it was a very possible situation, not preferable, but possible. The same thing is still true right now. Jimmy Garoppolo to the Bucs is possible, not preferable, but possible. So here's the thing. The Bucs are in a very bad cap situation. David, you and I have talked about it numerous times, and the cap is what it is. There are ways to manipulate it. It's it's kind of sort of make-believe, right? They can manipulate the cap in a myriad of ways, and you're going to have to free up money if you're going to sign a quarterback. You have to free up money no matter what. I don't know if Derek Carr is going to be any more expensive than Jimmy Garoppolo, but if you're already making the work to free up money for the cheaper of the two options, I honestly, coming off of a bad year for Derek Carr, coming off of an injury for Jimmy Garoppolo, I can't imagine that the money is going to be 
all that different between the two. It's probably going to be, uh, you know, within the same ballpark. Not to mention you can, you know, fill a, a Derek Carr contract with a bunch of incentive-based metrics that he would have to hit to, to trigger all of these bonuses. And if he hits them, great. That means you're succeeding. If he doesn't hit them, well, then no big deal. You don't have to pay that money. So if the choice is between Derek Carr and, and Jimmy G, as Jordan Dejani alludes to, you might as well go for Derek Carr, which is somebody that can actually push the ball down the field with a lot more success than Jimmy Garoppolo can. Yeah, listen, so the salary cap deal over the cap has a lot of, of tools that people can use. And one of them is they literally have a tab where you can go in there and you can see your restructure potential by NFL team. The Buccaneers, according to over the cap, have a possible cap space if they can if they go through all of the maximum restructures that they could possibly go through. Possible cap space figure of $47.6 million. So can we put some water on the salary cap nightmare that the Buccaneers appear to be in? Because it's really not a thing. $47.6 million, not the most salary cap room. But that's, world, a, right? that's a swing of $100 that's million. without dollars. losing any players. Like, that's without waving a single dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, so let's 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 douse this salary cap nightmare situation right there. Okay. Yes, Derek Carr is going to cost more money because he's a better quarterback. And if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're not in rebuild mode. If you're in rebuild mode, you're going quarterback at least on day 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 two. If not, you're trying to trade up to maybe get like a Will Levis when he slides because scouts are smarter than the media and Will Levis is not a top five quarterback. Um, which please don't do that. The Buccaneers are in reload mode. The Buccaneers have a ton of talent. Yes, they might lose Jamel Dean or Sean Murphy Bunting. They might lose Levante David. They might lose Mike Edwards. But that's, I don't, I don't want to say that's it because they're not going to lose all of those guys. They might lose a couple of those guys. They're not going to lose all those guys. You reload in the draft. You reload in with some free agency picks. And again, the NFC South, not the greatest division in the National Football League. So you still have the potential to make some noise in the National Football League right now. They're not tearing this down to 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 the to the frame they're going to try to bulk up from where they are right now oh by the way baker mayfield is also a name out there that i would sign before i signed jamie garoppolo now if you're going quarterback like round one or you're trying to trade up for a guy or something like that then okay jimmy g fine because he's a bridge guy and you're basically saying you're going to start the first four or five games then we're gonna put the young guy in but Derek carr he's also a bridge quarterback but he's a bridge quarterback for like two or three years and then you give a guy like maybe hendon hooker i know i keep making the joke because i selected him in my mock draft this week but you know what I mean? Whether it's a Hendon Hooker or somebody else, you, you take a guy, you develop him, um, whoever it is, just not named Kyle Trask. So that so again, that's that's pretty much my my take on Jimmy G. Only if Derek Carr doesn't work out, and honestly, only Baker Mayfield doesn't work out. I'd rather have Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield before you you go after Jimmy G. I 100 percent agree. And look, Baker Mayfield showed a dude walked into Los Angeles in under 48 hours and leads a comeback victory. Like he can still play football. I think he was just ultimately in a real bad situation in Carolina, but we can get into the Baker Mayfield conversation later on. There's going to be plenty of quarterbacks for us to talk about directions. Uh, that we think Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield were the problem there. One of them in the NFL, one of them not. Just saying. Yeah, bingo. Bingo. So a lot of different directions the Bucs can go in at quarterback. Uh, I'm with you 100%. If I'm power ranking these guys, I'm putting Derek Carr at one. I'm putting Baker Mayfield at two. I'm putting Jimmy Garoppolo at seven. Um, another big reason that, uh, our not so good friend, Jordan Dejani made my list. In fact, he made my list twice because of this move right here. 
where he said that the Minnesota Vikings priority free agent is cornerback Jamel Dean. Quote, Dean is probably the second best cornerback in this class, and he possesses good enough size and athleticism to attract plenty of attention on the open market. The Vikings pass defense ranked second worst in the league last year, and it convinced NFL fans during Super Wildcard Weekend that Daniel Jones was the second coming of Josh Allen. Minnesota needs to add to the secondary, plus Patrick Peterson, Shandon Sullivan, and Chris Boyd are free agents. End quote. David, your thoughts on Jamel Dean uh, going to the NFC North and joining the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, Jamel Dean is the best cornerback in this year's free agent class. And Agreed. Also, Sean Murphy Bunting is uh, definitely better than some of the guys that are listed on PFS top 100 free agent list. Like I would take Sean Murphy Bunting over Patrick Peterson and over Rockison, who are both in the top 50 of PFS list. So uh, yeah, big time agree. Just making all kinds of enemies here on today's episode. Yeah. Look, I mean, um, Brian Flores uh, likes aggressive defenses. Um, Jamel Dean's an aggressive defensive back. So the, the fit is there. And honestly, this is written before Brian Flores became the Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator, but I think everybody kind of knew the Vikings, like that's kind of what they are is they, they like having attacking defenses. It's kind of how they, uh, they play. So, you know, it, it's a good fit, man. I mean, you can't hate on another team or even, or, or Jordan here. Um, and listen, we're, we're having fun with how much we hate. Jordan. We don't actually hate Jordan. He's yeah. just doing his job, but we're just, so we're just, we're just in a mood right now, guys. I've had one too many monsters. Um, James is a Tampa Bay lightning fan and all of you guys know that you, uh, you all like to trash talk. So that's just what we do. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the fit makes sense. Um, but obviously you would rather see Jamel Dean wearing a Buccaneers uniform and hopefully that contract gets done before he ever has the opportunity to go have a cup of coffee, coffee in Minnesota. Um, but you know, you can't hate on anybody for identifying Jamel Dean as a potential fit somewhere else because he's, he's a good guy and a good player. So. Yeah, the the fit in Minnesota is fantastic. I Jordan Dejani made my list because he's speaking this into the universe, and it makes a ton of sense. Jamel Dean would be right. a rock star in Minnesota. He would be reunited on occasion with Carmen Vitale when she gets to talk to him while she covers the NFC North. True. Um, Carmen Vitale, guest of the Locked On Bucks podcast last week. Check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, uh, I just don't like people talking about it because I don't want Jamel Dean to leave the Buccaneers. And the more right. people just like people saying Levante David should go to the Washington Commanders, who would say that in their right minds? That's oh, I'm gonna block you on all social medias. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it, the the hate quote th that's my thing in this episode. We're doing air quotes all day. The hate be safe though, because our audio audience can't see your quotes. Uh, yeah, so air quotes the hate uh, being thrown at at Jordan Dejani is is not real. It is uh, you know, very tongue in cheek. Because both of what both of the players that he mentions for their respective teams, yes, that it does make sense. We don't personally like Jimmy Garoppolo for the Buccaneers, but his reasoning makes a lot of sense. We both want Jamel Dean to stay with the Buccaneers, but his reasoning for going, you know, for having Jamel go to the Minnesota Vikings makes a lot of sense. So no, um, Jordan is doing his job very well, and uh, you know it, it gives us something to talk about, but. Um, Jordan Dejani is not going to be living rent free in my mind uh, because of this article. And, and rent free is a term that a lot of people throw around these days. And after last weekend, it's pretty clear that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers live rent free in the mind of Cam Jordan as he takes a shot at a team that has more success than he does. And that's coming up next on Locked on Bucks. 
This episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and my goal is to eat a little healthier, but I have a sweet tooth. It is a problem. I have to have something nice and sweet after I have a meal and Built Bar is the best route to go. Why? Because they're healthy and they are actually tasty. They are so delicious, you won't think that they are good for you. And what makes them so good? They are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait on the mailman to get a box of them. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, another one of my favorites, double chocolate or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. And look, David, I'm not sure what it is about guys named Cam that they can't seem to keep themselves from undeservedly running their mouths when they've accomplished exactly zilch. But alas, that is what we had go down over Pro Bowl weekend, uh, which is weird because you think professionals were at a Pro Bowl and not trash-talking children who haven't won a division title in a couple of years or a Super Bowl in ever. So, Scam Jordan... We're not at the Pro Bowl. uh, Scam Jordan said, quote, well, this time he was able to say he was putting it up for good, right? Last time there were too many leaks that happened. It tainted. Let the man retire. We salute him. We salute him and wish him the best in whatever next endeavor that is. We're glad he's out of the division. Tampa Bay will probably go back to where Tampa Bay's been. End quote. And of course, he said that last part with a big old smile and a little laugh because he's Cam Jordan. Well, I mean, look, it was a pretty good troll moment. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, Cam Jordan. Winner of no Super Bowls, joiner of the New Orleans Saints two seasons after they won their only Super Bowl. Probably thought he's like, oh, man, I'm one of the Saints, guys. I'm going to have an opportunity to win Super Bowls. No, you're not. That's not a thing you're going to have a chance to do. Good luck with Andy Dalton next year, Cam. Um, anyway, it was a fun moment. It's funny. It's what Cam Jordan does. It's kind of his thing. But I have it on good uh, good authority that he's actually a really good dude. But, um, you know, look, you, you talk trash, you get trash talked back to you, I'm sure that Mike Evans will be happy to do so when Derek Carr and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are defeating New Orleans Saints next season on their way to their third straight NFC South uh, title. That'll be fun, and I, I look forward to Cam Jordan's comments after that happens. I think Cam Jordan was just trying to one-up future Buccaneers quarterback Derek Carr for his troll moment because that was electric after the skills competition when, uh, yeah, uh, go back and watch that if you have the opportunity. Look. In the Tom Brady, the Pro Bowl, honestly, Derek Carr's comment. Um, 
in the in the Tom Brady era of the Buccaneers, Cam Jordan played in seven games against the Bucs. Um, he averaged 2.7 tackles per game. He averaged less than a half of a sack per game and had one tackle for loss. How many playoff wins did Cam Jordan get against the Buccaneers? That would be none. How many Super Bowls did Cam Jordan win with the Saints? Also a big fat none. Big old zero. Um, so maybe, just maybe, Cam Jordan should do a little bit of research into the history of the team that he plays for with and without Drew Brees. Because the only time the Saints were really relevant was when they had Drew Brees. And then he left, and they've been doggy doo-doo since. They were doggy doo-doo before Brees. They've been doggy doo-doo after Brees. But Cam Jordan is going to continue to do Cam Jordan things while he's watching his former teammate, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, play in a Super Bowl because, oh. um, you know, the Eagles are a good football team. And, uh, yeah, Cam Jordan will just never know that feeling, and he's going to have to live vicariously through uh, through C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So that's that's a good that's a good link. I might tweet C.J. Gardner-Johnson won Super Bowl before Anthony Davis. Think New Orleans, where Cam Jordan currently plays and hasn't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, linking all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, go and Dominic and Sue go. Yeah, 37-34 Eagles. If that really Maybe. does end up being the that is not an official endorsement. If you do that, it's on your own risk. Um, I'm gonna all the, all the disclaimers. Hysterically. You will not get a hairier jet if you drink Pepsi. Uh, we will have plenty to talk about regarding the Super Bowl later in the week. Not just the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl teams and how they stack up uh, compared to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Should be a fun and interesting conversation. But hopefully tomorrow we will have. Evan Klosky back on the show, had some scheduling issues, had some computer issues last week and try to get all that ironed out. So Evan Klosky may or may not be here, but I definitely will be. So make sure that you are sending your questions, your thoughts, your mock drafts over to locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com or slide into the DMS at locked on bucks on Twitter. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked on NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game -game episodes. Locked on NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are checking out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out all of my work over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.